So good morning, listeners, and welcome to Come and See Inspirations, being produced here in our Come and See studio here in Ada, County Limerick. And this the 11th of August. It's the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. We want to welcome especially those listeners who are housebound and lonely and struggling in some way today. And also thank our listeners who support us each week in prayer. Thank you for spending this hour with us. And please share, please stay with us this morning as we we record a special programme, broadcast a special programme. It's all about Medjugorje, but more about that in a second. My name is John Keeley. Again, thank you again for joining us. Remind people again, this programme is broadcast on Sacred Space at West Limit 102 Local Radio at 10am and 11pm each Sunday. And is available for playback and download on commonseeinspirations.buzzsprout.com. Basically, if you go to the buzzsprout.com website, or even if you just Google Come and See Inspirations, you'll find us there. And also on our blog, which is www.sacredspace102.blogspot.com. And again, all the programs that we've produced here for the last ten and a half years, ten and a half years, are up on that blog. Uh, please visit the blog and let us know what you think about it from time to time. If you want to get in contact with us at all, you can text us, and that's on 087-6088-667. That's 087-6088-667. Or you can email us here at the station, and that's on sacredspace102 at gmail.com. So our podcasting team this morning who are going to join us. First of all, I'd like to welcome Anne into the programme. Uh, that's my dear lady wife. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, John. Good morning, listeners. Thanks a lot for joining us, Anne. And somebody who actually, just trying to count back the, year, the years at this stage, not weeks or months, but years, who was on with me many years ago, Colin Hayes, good morning to you and welcome back again to Sacred Space. Thank you, John. Good morning, John, and good morning to all your listeners. Just to let people know, there was a many years ago, about 11 years, 10 and a half years ago, or 10 years ago now, I think, uh, I ended up um, on my own doing Sacred Space and I said, how am I going to manage this myself? Went off to a prayer group there in Rathkeel and asked for some volunteers. And guess what? Colin came to my rescue and stayed with me there for, I think, six or nine months, Colin. So again, thank you very much indeed for being there at the start. My privilege, John. Thank you. Now, Colin, you've also uh, suggested that we invite another guest to join us this morning. Would you like to introduce your guest, please? Yes, indeed. And my friend is Maura McNally, and she lives in County Carlow, in Carlow Town. And um, we welcome Maura this morning. Good morning, Maura. How are you? Good morning, John. Good morning, Colin. Thank you for having me on. Thanks a lot for joining us, Maura. So again, Maura and Colin will be sharing more about the topic that we're going to speak about this morning, which is Medjugorje, in part two of the programme. But in the meantime, uh, just before we go through for the Saints for the Week, a few little notices that I just want to bring to people's attention. Graveyard Mass in Robertstown. In, uh, it's on, taking place today at 2.30 in Robertstown. So there's a Graveyard Mass, Robertstown Graveyard, today at 2.30 this afternoon. Just a final reminder again, U2000, uh, they've got their summer camp taking place the 15th to the 18th. That's Thursday to Sunday, Sunday next, I think it is. Uh, in Clan Wood College, County Kildare, U2000 can be contacted on 01-6753-690. That's 01-6753-690. Now, unfortunately, Colin, myself and yourself won't qualify for this because it's um, 18 to 35 years old, so I'm afraid 
we're, we're out of that. Amara, sorry, I don't think you can call it Vaida Amara. The theme is the Almighty has done great things to me. What a beautiful theme. So again, 18 to 35 young people, a weekend of prayer, of, of joy, of adoration, and especially of, of confession, reconciliation, and fun sharing your faith with others. Not a bad place to be next weekend, County Kildare, U2000. If you go to u2000.ie, they might give you more information, reference buses and so on and so forth to get a bus up there. We may not be able to attend technically, but we can do something better. We can pray for its success and for all those who attend. Well done, Colin. You're never lasting. Thank you very much indeed. Now, just one, just one more final notice just before I start the Saints for the Week. Just to remind listeners again, in Newcastle West here locally, you don't hear about this so often, but I want to mention it again. There are weekly confessions in Newcastle West Church every Saturday from 10.45am to 12 noon. 10.45am to 12 noon. And if there's a, if there's a funeral on, confessions end at 11.25am. And also for 2pm to 3pm. So every Saturday, quarter to 11 to 12 o'clock in Newcastle West and 2pm to 3pm. Okay, now we might just go through some saints for the week. Uh, the saints who we like to mention are going to accompany us sometime uh, this uh, this week. On uh, on Monday we have Saint Francis de Chantel, fifteen seventy two, sixteen forty one. Uh, at the age of twenty, married Baron de Chantel, but after nine years she was left a widow with four children. Her friendship with Saint Francis de Sales led to the led to the foundation of the Congregation of the Visitation. So on Tuesday, uh, a, a number of saints, um, St. Pantheon became Pope 231. He was exiled in Sardinia and re- resigned the papacy so there might be a more active person. Does that remind you of somebody more recently? So on Wednesday, the 14th of August, we have the feast of St. Maximilian Colby, a conventional Franciscan who walked it, worked in the apostolate of the press in Poland and Japan. Uh, he died in Auschwitz uh, during the war, in the Second World War, taking the place of a fellow prisoner who was condemned to death. Now, and uh, August the 15th, the Assumption of a Lady. A little bit there, maybe, on the Assumption of a Lady, the feast? Yes, uh, well, John, indeed. Um, just before I go to that, I just want to say one thing to you about the um, that saying to the beginning of the week, to the amazing the way it's come up, mm. uh, St. Jane Francis de Chantal, the found, she was the foundress of the Visitation Order. Mm. Um, it's very close to my heart, that saint, uh, because um, she, um, the, the devotion to the Sacred Heart, it was to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, and she was a member also of the Visitation Order in France, where I visited. And also, um, I, re- I received a few years ago a first athletic of uh, St. Jane Francis Chantal. I knew it wasn't for myself, and I gave it to my friend in Mechigore, Jane Dowd, who runs St. Luke's Home Care, no, wonderful no, charity. No, um, I mentioned that, I wanted to say that. It, it was amazing the way it came up. Lovely. On the 15th of August, of course, it's the um, solemnity, the holy day of the Feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary into heaven. The Assumption of Mary honours the fullness of blessedness that was her destiny, the glorification of her immaculate soul and virginal body that completely conformed her to the risen Christ. This is a celebration that offers to the Church and to all humanity an exemplar and consoling message, teaching us the fulfilment of our highest hopes. Their own future glorification is happily in store for all those whom Christ has made his own brothers and sisters 
by taking on their flesh and blood. That's from the Marialis Cultus, the cult of Our Lady. Patron day of, uh, Patronal Day of France, India, Malta, Paraguay. And that's uh, Thursday, the 15th of August, next Thursday. Uh, Friday, the um, Friday, 16th of August then, is St. Stephen of Hungary. Uh, he was the first king of Hungary and its patron saint uh, from the years 975 to 1038. He worked for the conversion of his people to Christianity. And then Saturday, the 17th of August, um, is Our Lady of Knock. And this is the, I think, the first celebration of Our Lady of Knock. Second, Second celebration mm-hmm. is the new, the new feast day. The new feast day uh, that was transferred from the 21st of August um, to the 17th. And the new feast day of Our Lady of Knock. Um, the Vatican has approved a new feast day of Our Lady of Knock. And this is the 17th of August every year. It will be listed in the new Roman Missal and its own new memorial mass, has its own new memorial mass. The reason why the 17th of August was chosen is that the 21st of August is already assigned to St. Pius X, the Pope of the Eucharist. As the 21st of August is the anniversary of the apparition of 1879, this will continue to be the local feast day in Knock and for pilgrims visiting Knock on that day. Colin, thank you so much for that. Now, at this particular stage, we might go for our, our spiritual communion prayer. And this is especially for those of us, uh, uh, those of our listeners who, who are sick and invalid and maybe can't get out of the house uh, during the week, maybe would have received uh, Holy Communion at daily Mass over the years, but now can't. And now Anne's going to pray this spiritual communion prayer for those. Thanks, Anne. My Jesus, I desire to receive you into my soul since I now cannot receive you sacramentally. Come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, Anne. So now we go for our first bit of music. And this morning I think I picked one by Chris Tomlin. And this one is entitled, Come, Now is the Time to Worship. So let's say this. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your Just as you are to worship Come Just as you are before your God One day every tongue will confess you are God One day every knee will bow Just as you are before 
So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley, still joined in the Come and See studio here by Colin Hayes and Anne. And join on the on the telephone, somewhere out, I think it's in County Carlow, uh, we got, we, we've still got Maura McNally uh, joining us. And Maura, again, is going to share some some information and some of her reflection on Medjugorje. So Maura, thanks a lot for joining us again. Okay, thank you. Okay, Medjugorje. For those of us, yes. for those of our listeners who mightn't know much about it, can you share some information as how it all started and what it's all about? Yes, uh, just to, to put Medjugorje in perspective, uh, the town itself of Medjugorje is in Bosnia and Herzegovina, and this was once part of the communist state of Yugoslavia. Uh, they broke away in 1992 from the following the Bosnian War. Um, the state itself was known as Bosnia and Herzegovina. The Bosnian area is populated mainly by Muslims, while the region of Herzegovina is mainly Catholic and uh, Croats. Uh, so it, it is very important when talking about the state uh, in Medjugorje to, to use the full name of Bosnia and Herzegovina. The parish itself is administered by the Franciscans, who are held in extremely high esteem by the locals because throughout its history the Franciscans enabled Catholicism to survive in that whole area uh, particularly um, during the time of the Ottoman Empire and uh, when they were overrun by the Turks and so on. So when secular clergy had to leave the area the Franciscans stayed on and so enabled Catholicism to survive. Uh, One particular um, Franciscan priest that I am very fond of and who made a huge um, impact on the development of the spirituality in Medjugorje is Father Slavko Barbaric. Um, I, I'll talk about him in a minute, uh, but just this week it happens to be that the youth festival uh, is on in Medjugorje and it was Father Slavko, uh, that, that's how he was known after, um, who started the youth festival in 1990 with only a handful of young people and two guitarists in a green tent out at the back of the church. Um, the green tent used to be put up where the John Paul II um, 
Hall is now and uh, that's where they had their meeting. Father Liam Lawton from Derry and Carlo was involved with that first meeting and uh, he was involved with the singing. So it is an interesting connection that you're doing this programme now this morning because over 50,000 attended the youth festival this year. But in any case, uh, for those who may not know, Medjugorje is associated with the apparitions of the Virgin Mary to six young people. And the phenomenon all began in 1981. Um, and the young people were then between the ages of 10 and 17. All of the visionaries are now married with families of their own and have a combined total of 18 children between them. So that's an interesting statistic in itself. Uh, of the original six young people, uh, three claim to still see Our Lady on a daily basis. Uh, they are Visca, Ivan and Maria, while the other three, Mariana, Ivanka and Yakov, receive visits on a particular day of the year, um, once a year. Um, there are two boys and uh, four girls in that group of six young people. Uh, there were two others who saw Our Lady on the first day, um, but didn't go back on the second day, and they weren't part of that group. Um, one of the visionaries, Mariana, has an apparition on the second uh, of every month, and she receives a message for the world um, and gives it out in the various languages following the apparition, while Maria receives a message on the 25th of every month. And those messages are in particular for the world. Um, throughout the years of communism, I mean, things were very, very difficult for the visionaries and their families. And were it not for the support of their families and the community and the Franciscans, um, Medjugorje might never have developed the way it was and communism might have succeeded in quashing it. Um, there was a lot of uh, fear and chaos, interrogations and so forth. But throughout it all, uh, the children never wavered from what they saw and never changed their story. So while the communists tried everything in their power to put an end to the claims of the apparitions, they never succeeded. So uh, the way things are now, um, the church still hasn't given uh, formal approval to the apparitions uh, because they're ongoing, I suppose, and they can't until they're finished. Um, but recently it has has appointed Archbishop Henrik Holzer as the apostolic visitor to the parish of Medjugorje. And he's tasked with the, the job of assessing the pastoral needs of, of the pilgrims to the shrine. Um, as well as that, the Vatican has sent a cardinal, uh, the vicar general of Rome, uh, Cardinal Donatus, uh, to open the youth festival. And they have the, the president of the Pontifical Council for New Evangelization doing the closing mass um, on August the 6th. Um, each of the visionaries has received a, a mission from Our Lady to pray for a particular intention. Um, Visca and Yakov pray for the sick. And Mariana prays for unbelievers. Ivanka prays for families. Maria for the holy souls in purgatory. And Ivan prays for priests and the youth of the world. And there are 10 secrets associated with the apparition. Um, and um, Ivanka, Mariana and Yakov have received the 10. So they're not sure if it's the same 10 because they're not allowed to talk about them. Um, while the others have received only nine. So um, 
while the Vatican realises all of this, it is still not approved, but it is recognised as a place of pilgrimage and a place of conversion and peace. Our Lady came in Medjugorje to the, the six young people as the Queen of Peace. And in her messages, she continually reminds us that she is a gift of the Heavenly Father. So on March in 2018, she says, My children, the Heavenly Father loves you and has through his love that I am here with you. He is speaking to you. So I think in a way, um, there should be more study of the, the Medjugorje messages because Our Lady says that it's the Heavenly Father who is speaking to us through them. Um, and here and there, uh, through the messages, a lot of people say that there's great similarities in the messages and so forth. Um, and there, there is, but uh, they have to be repeated. But um, there are certain messages that are pure gems um, and, and say things that really we wondered about and would have liked to have heard and so on. Um, so Colin might um, talk about those in a minute. Um, but uh, Pope John Paul said that today's world had lost its sense of the supernatural and that many were searching for it and find it in Medjugorje through prayer, penance and fasting. Um, so uh, Our Lady has said that she gave us five stones, is what she called them, like David had against Goliath. So against the world and all of our problems, we have five um, what she calls stones uh, that we can access to help us in life. And they are prayer, confession, fasting, the Eucharist and reading the Bible. And she said herself in May 2016, uh, these words of mine are familiar to you and they are truth and truth does not change. It is only that many of my children have forgotten it. My children, my words are neither old or new. They are eternal. So really what she's saying is that all of the, all of our messages are already there in the gospel. Um, so Medjugorje, if it was to be summarized, could be said to be a new calling to return to the love of the Heavenly Father and to revive all these aspects of the church that have gone into decline, rosary, confession, fasting, and so on. Um, that, and these are neither old or new. These are all eternal. They are, they are gifts of the Heavenly Father. Um, Father Slavko that I mentioned earlier, uh, he maintained that uh, our whole church is built on the supernatural and that there was nothing, uh, we'll say, terribly strange in the apparitions. And uh, he couldn't understand why it was that uh, there was so much fuss made about them. Um, from that point of view, he said our whole our whole church is based on on the apparitions on apparitions, and they are mentioned several times in the Gospels. And Jesus appeared to his apostles several times after the resurrection, and so on. So uh, for him, um, apparitions uh, could happen, and he believed they were happening, and he saw them as a, as a call to conversion. Um, so for him, it was a great grace that God had offered us so that we could return and find the peace that Our Lady was talking about. Um, this particular peace, Father Slavko would have said, it was psychological peace as much as absence of war. Um, so he had quite a lot to say on all of that. 
uh, he believed that Medjugorje was chosen by God uh, to be an example of the world, how to live the gospel message. Um, so that uh, Medjugorje is the gospel alive. It is the Bible come alive. So everything that God has asked for um, can be seen in effect in Medjugorje. So it's a living example of how the gospel should be lived. Um, so that's it, John. Um, that's basically kind of a summary of where where Medjugorje is at and um, the the people involved in it now. Mara, thank you so much for that, for, for such a comprehensive summary. Thank you so much for that, Mara. Colin, would yeah. you like to add something to that and maybe maybe your own reflections on, on Medjugorje? Um, yeah, I was, yes, John, thank you. And thank you, Mara, for that. It, it was wonderful to listen to it. Um, what struck me very powerfully in my heart as I listened to Mara is that um, it is the calling of us back back to back to the love of the Father and, and that that's a, God the Father has sent Our Lady to us to call us back to almost to to allow God the Father to love us because there is such an emptiness in in the world and people try to fill themselves with that emptiness and um of course it it doesn't work um two things that happened in the in uh, earlier this week at the youth festival that that stru- struck me wonderfully um and it was the the opening as more mentioned a cardinal, cardinal donatus the vicar of rome diocese he said in the very opening uh, mass at the very beginning of the mass he said i bring you uh, i bring you warm and affectionate greetings from our holy father pope francis and of course there was a wonderful cheer and great clapping by all the the young people the 50,000 or maybe more 60,000 with everybody there and and it, it really really gave me a, a great feeling of being loved um by our holy father and and by god especially and the other one was yes and uh, last monday last monday evening at the very closing um the closing international mass and it was words from the um cardinal uh, fisichella who is the president of the uh, Pontifical Commission for New Evangelization? And he said yesterday evening, referring to the the youth festival, he said, "This is the church." And of course, what he meant, I believe, by that is that he recognised in everything he experienced during the week what Our Lady gave as the weapons against our difficulties in the world and in life and the five stones because he saw all these wonderful young people from all over the world and they were going to confession, they were praying the rosary, they were going to Holy Mass, they were reading scripture and they were in prayer. And there was a the overwhelming thing is that a sense of utter joy and peace among all these young people where the world tries to destroy them in all kinds of different ways but here they can live in complete peace and express their um, their faith with one another and with, with great support now from, from the church because this is the first time that there was such a huge delegation from the Vatican there was 12 altogether two cardinals and 10 bishops and archbishops which was really um, I think you could nearly say indirectly giving it its imprimatur. Colin, thanks for that. Maura, can I ask you something? That, um, I, I've been up to Medjugorje a few times myself and um, one of the things that strikes me out there, so two questions for you. Number one, why do so many people go out to Medjugorje? What I'm thinking is there are people from a variety of backgrounds now. That's the first question. And the second question is the lines and lines and lines of people going to confession. Why is that? Um, okay, well, I'll start with the second one first. Um, 
the why are there lines of people going to confession? Um, again, I'll come back to to um, our lady's messages. She said that Medjugorje was a place of particular grace, and they get the grace to go there. There is there her particular presence in Medjugorje is powerful. Um, these graces are available everywhere uh, where the Catholic Church is, but the Holy Spirit is the spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and the Holy Spirit is working powerfully uh, in Medjugorje, uh, in the hearts of the people, uh, because they come, um, to answer your first question, they come searching for something. Um, now, many of them don't know why they come, Um I did a study on it um, recently, and uh, uh, a lot of them have said that they come uh, searching for something. Um, some come because they have problems and they want a specific answer to a problem. And it's interesting, uh, after it, those who said they came because of a particular problem, um, it got renewed hope um, in a strange way, really, because it was no longer, um, it wasn't that their problems or the issues they came with uh, disappeared as a result of their visit to Medjugorje or their sickness or illness or whatever it was. Uh, it was that their attitude to it had completely changed. So where it was um, all invasive before they left home and uh, when they arrived in Medjugorje, they were in a desperate state. Many of them kind of, this is my last hope that something will be sorted. But while the problem itself wasn't necessarily sorted, their whole attitude to it, the whole sting was taken out of it and it didn't have the same power or the same control over them, uh, which I found extremely interesting. Um, they got a new hope um, and their their whole, uh, their whole approach to uh, their problems changed and they could see that change was possible. Um, and the change in people there and other people and the community of believers sharing together. A lot of them spoke about the table fellowship in the houses and uh, how listening to other people's stories had a huge impact on them. And they weren't, af weren't afraid to express their faith. Um, like at home here, it, it is very difficult to share your faith or your belief with, with uh, other people unless you know that they're in their faith as well. And people just, you know, they're not interested and we're living in a secular society and that's just the way it is. Um, so when you are with like-minded people, you feel that sense, sense of freedom and um, nourishment of the spirit. And it's also interesting to see, um, like I spoke about, um, how Our Lady had given um, missions to the various um, visionaries to pray for the sick or unbelievers or so on. Um, out of the, the people that I interviewed um, for their reasons to go to Medjugorje and, and uh, what they found um, was the effect of it and so on, 65% uh, of those actually said that uh, they got a mission to do, that they felt they got a mission. And that varied from, to say, the rosary every day, maybe to start a prayer group when they went home uh, or to pray for the holy souls or whatever it was, sometimes it might be related to family to go and sort out a particular issue. But 65% of them actually said they got a mission, which is uh, really 
the gospel of um, our faith being active and alive. Um, it, it wasn't just uh, come and pray and go home and do the same thing. Uh, so there was uh, certainly um, change. Father Slavko said that the whole idea that Our Lady was coming signified that humanity could change. Um, the very fact that she was here meant that change was possible. Um, and he said in, t- in one of his quotes, I have it here, uh, in this time, God sends Mary, the Queen of Peace. It is a sign of hope for us. We have no right to despair over the situation of the world and the church. But this difficult situation should rather wake us up and not let us sleep spiritually anymore. So the whole idea of um, changing and hope and all of that, Our Lady and her presence and the presence of the Holy Spirit and grace and the power of communal prayer. Our Lady said, believe in the power of prayer. God will hear your prayers and answer them. And that's when I was talking about different gems of messages. Uh, that is beautiful, like to say that um, God will hear your prayers and answer them. I mean, how many times do we pray and we hope that uh, God is listening and <laughs> we, we don't get an answer or whatever it is. So to hear Our Lady actually saying that, that God will hear your prayers and answer them. And, and on another occasion, she said, ask for whatever you need. Say yes to God and he will give to you in abundance. You know, and that's, that's really something, you know, that people don't realize. Um, she also said, which is one that I love myself, uh, that you are important to God and he is calling you individually, that he wants each of you, he wants personal unity with the Father. So um, Our Lady is calling us to a personal unity through prayer and uh, with the Father and that each of us individually is important to God. Um, that in itself like, is huge. You know, like, I mean, the, the, the youth festival and, and pilgrimages are made up of so many thousands of people. And um, to know that you are individually important to God is huge. Um, and it's lovely. And she said um, on the, in 2016, she said, do not forget that each of you is a unique world before the Heavenly Father. So permit the continuous working of the Holy Spirit to work on you. So when people are going to Medjugorje, they're searching for something and they receive the Holy Spirit. You you have to, you, you can't avoid receiving it. And particularly in adoration uh, in Medjugorje, it's one of the huge things that uh, people go to and uh, that they talk about when they come back um, is the power of the adoration to move them and to move them spiritually. And, you know, there's been huge miracles um, like over the years because of all of these things. Um, so that's what, that's what I think, John. I think the power of grace um, is why people go to confession. And, of course, Father Slavko always said that um, confession itself uh, is healing. And this, that's God is the healer. He would never um, go with... Uh, getting you, well, he wouldn't decry doctors and psychologists and so on. He was a psychologist himself. Um, he said that at the end of the day, they are only human. And to go back to the supernatural, he said that God's power is limitless. And that when we go to God with our problems, uh, there is, we can't imagine because we are human and humans can only exhaust 
what humans have discovered. But everything is possible to God. And uh, he saw confession as a huge healing. And I suppose when people do get healed of various problems and they let go and they feel better, they share these feelings with other people. And uh, that has a knock-on effect. Then other people will say, gosh, you know, they seem to have got on well. Uh, Maybe I'll ask Father so-and-so about such and such or whatever it is uh, that might be bothering them and so on. Um, Yeah, so uh, confession is huge. That, Maura, beautiful. Thank you so much. Colin, for the last few minutes now that we've got up this particular section, I mean, obviously you've been there many time yourself now. You've got memories and you, 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 Maura just mentioned there about people with healings and, and <coughs> spiritual healings and so on and so forth. Maybe just a few minutes on maybe your own little experiences. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, John, yes, indeed. That, that That's very much coming to me as I'm listening to Maura there about the supernatural experiences and uh, the wonderful things that do that do happen, people, by the grace of God in Medjugorje. And um, I was writing out a few notes today on various aspects of things that um, were coming to me. And um, I started to list the number of uh, miracles, of healings, of conversions that I have experienced. And I'm only going to Medjugorje since um, 2008, approximately. And I, I, I realized after writing them out, there's a 17 different healings, miracles, conversions. One for me of the most beautiful ones was uh, a man was staying in the house I was in about five or six years ago. His name was Matthew from Kildare, and and that's not breaking his confidentiality, but um, Matthew was an older man in his 70s and his walk wasn't great. So I said to Matthew, if it was about 15 minutes walk to the church, I'd walk down with you in the morning, Matthew, if you want me to. I hadn't met this man before. So he was delighted that someone would accompany him. He had come on his own, even though his wife was a regular in Medjugorje, but it was his first time and he had come on his own. So we walked and we talked and... um after coming back to the house one morning, I said to Matthew, I said, Matthew, um, I'd ask you just to do one thing, and it's a very important thing while you're in Medjugorje, do you get to confession? And he said, okay, I'm listening. He said, I'm listening. Um, and when are they on? I told him in the evening from five o'clock. But though it was difficult for him to get down the very last day that he was there um, without anybody prompting it. The priest who was in the house with with the group he was with, came to him and said he wanted to talk to him. Now, I was, he told me afterwards, Matthew himself said to me, he looked at me, he said, thank you for that. After the confession, it was 40 years since I was at confession and he was overjoyed to have been able to come back to the the sacrament of confession. That for me was a beautiful um, gift for him and for me and for his family, I'm sure. Another one, just one more, I'll give you a little bit on. There was a, a woman I met, uh, she was from Las Vegas, Nevada, um, a great woman of faith, and she brings she brings groups to Medjugorje, and um, I met her with a priest, a friend of mine, and I had dinner with them one evening in their house, and um, I carry with me um, a relic, of, uh, first that relic of Padre Pio, so... I was talking about this to to Patty because she had brought some relics as well to Medjugorje for people. And I asked her if she wanted, would like me to say a prayer while she held the, the relic, and she did. So I just prayed, asking the Lord to heal her and Padre Pio to intercede for her, just praying beside the woman. And um, I continued to pray for a few minutes and I realized that while I was praying, Patty had got, started to cry and cry and cry. 
And she said, Colin, you have no idea what's happening. And I said, no, Patty, but I'm sure when I stop praying or finish, you'll tell me. And indeed she did. She said, Colin, 20, no, 45 years previously, she was a woman in her 60s, 45 re- years previously, she had a very traumatic experience. She was only 25 years old. She'd become pregnant and she'd had an abortion. Now, what she told me herself, the consequence of that in her life is that she suffered from horrendous guilt and shame and self-condemnation. But as I prayed with her, the Lord and the Blessed Mother completely healed her of all that guilt and all that shame and all the deep woundedness that she had carried for 40 years. So that for me was was a great, great miracle. And I thank the Lord for my involvement in that. And uh, there have been many, many others, as I said. But when you see these levels of grace is actually physically happening in front of your eyes. You say, I say to myself, this is heaven on earth. And for me, Medjugorje is where heaven meets earth and the graces are there. Thank you so much. You know, I thank you both to Maura and to yourself. I know we can go on for ages, but I got to go for a break. Uh, yes, Sorry, Ma- John. Y- yes, Maura. Uh, just, um, I just have an amalgam of three messages that I would like to give to your listeners that may be listening this morning from Our Lady. Uh, if that is okay. Um, yeah, this is this is for people that are at home listening now that uh, maybe you know in in bad circumstances or whatever. Um, and Our Lady has has given these messages on different occasions um, in 2018 and 2013 and 2016. Uh, so I've just put them together. Um, the life of each of you is important and precious because it's a gift from the Heavenly Father for eternity. Rejoice in the love, little children, that in the eyes of God, you are unrepeatable and irreplaceable because you are God's joy in the world. And I will be with you until your meeting with the Heavenly Father. Do not be afraid. I'm with you. Thank you, Maura. Thank you so much for that. So now we'll go for our second piece of music again. It's a piece of music that I recorded actually. At the, it's been sung at the English Mass in Medjugorje in the church at 10 a.m. Mass, the English Mass, a few years ago. And this one, maybe it's appropriate to play. Jesus, I believe in you.
So welcome back again to the third part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley. I'm still joined in studio here by Colin Hayes and is still with us in studio. And of course, uh, Maura McNally is still joining us on the phone from Carlo. Thanks so much for, for sharing wonderful um, aspects of hope and of course the story of Medjugorje, both to, both to Maura and to Colin. Thank you both. Now, I know that, that that was a lovely segment, but the most important part of Sacred Space is where we read and reflect on the Sunday Gospel. And before that, Anne prays a prayer to help us to, to concentrate as a prayer before reading and reflecting on Scripture. Thanks, Anne. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, attentively and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed nor our minds wander. But we may give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this order in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 Thanks for that, Anne. So the Gospel for today, the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time, is taken from the Gospel of Luke, and it's chapter 12. And we'll take the shorter verse, actually, and it's from verse 35 to 40. Colin, you might read that for us, please. Jesus said to his disciples, See that you are dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like men waiting for their master to return from the wedding feast, ready to open the door as soon as he comes and knocks. Happy those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. I tell you solemnly, he will put on an apron, sit down at table with them and wait on them. It may be in the second watch he comes or in the third, but happy those servants if he finds them ready. You may be quite sure of this that if the householder had known at what hour the burglar would come, he would not have let anyone break through the wall of his house. You too must stand ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Thanks for that, Colin. Thank you so much for that. So the Gospel for today, the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Maura, I'm not too sure whether you want to share just a quick thought on that, please. We don't have too much time left. Thanks. Um, We'll be just ready for action and, and have your lamps lit. Um, I suppose it, it ties in very well with uh, what we were talking about earlier in Medjugorje. Be prepared, turn back to God and uh, hand over to him. Um, so I suppose there's a great link there. And, and uh, as we said, the gospel and Medjugorje are, in, you know, they are linked together. Um, so to be ready um, is, is to be faithful to what the church teaches us. Uh, in our prayer, uh, Bible reading, our scripture and the Eucharist and so forth. Um, So it just struck me that the connection uh, between the the gospel there and uh, what we were talking about. Perfect, Maura. Thank you so much for that. Colin, any thought you want to share yourself? Um, I suppose what's coming to me, John, is that, you know, if we live our lives in, in our faith and um, knowing the Lord and experiencing His love each day as um, 
as is possible and has very much happens in Medjugorje that we, we're in then a state of preparedness so our lamps are lit to share God's love coming to us and through us and our lamps are lit in the sense that whenever the Lord does call us the day we don't know the day or the hour he could call me today he could call me tomorrow and I have asked myself you know if the Lord says uh, well you're coming home today am I ready I said yes Lord I am ready Yes, because if I'm not ready today, when? When is it going to be, oh, well, I won't die for 10 years? No, but the, the simplicity of this is that um, my relationship with the Lord, through things like the five stones, the five weapons, are by living in them, not out of duty, but out of receiving the, the love of God and experiencing it, I'm ready. Colin, thank you so much for that. So thank you very much indeed, guys, for coming. Thanks, Colin. Praise God. Thank you, John. And you know, maybe it might be the last time. You might come on again sometime. Please, God. My good, you, you, you know where I live now. And Mara, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me on your program. Sure, so much. And Anne, thank you again for, for, for helping us out and praying for us throughout the program. Thank you. We might go out for the final bit of music. And this one, again, I've taken, actually, I've taken this one has been recorded from the Medjugorje Youth Festival. Uh, and this one is entitled... We are one body. So the next week, uh, from all, all of us here in Come and See Inspirations, hopefully I'm going to get a reflection next week on A Lady of Knock. But in the meantime, we'll go out with We Are One Body. So until next week, God bless you all now. Bye. God's blessings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Sacred Space.